When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Jerry's just texted and said, people need to watch Ozark. I'm a Blackadder fan, but Ruthie is just brilliant on Ozark. But Blackadder's just beaten Ruthie. I'm the greatest TV character of all time. We've got a great cricket character. We've got an Aussie character. His name's Theo Deropoulos. He joins us. Uh, he's, he's a great man. He's been on before. He's seven new sports reporter. Theo, the World T20 World Cup's upon us. Are you excited? Steph, absolutely. It's brilliant. It's about to roll in. And some of the stuff we've seen early on in the tournament has just been remarkable. And we're yet to really tip our toe in, aren't we? It's more the... Uh, the associates and the qualifiers and who's going to make up the final spots in the group. But, gee, Saturday looms as a massive one, doesn't it? It sure does. Have, have you been uh, camped over the meteorologists, uh, the room that you'll have at Channel 7 to see what the storm's <laughs> doing? Because we'd take a point out of that game. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, New Zealand hasn't won a match. I think it's on Australian soil since 2011. I think that was Trent Bolt's debut for New Zealand and it's going back some time isn't it a team that's just yeah far more skilled than that really we've seen you know compete in T20 World Cups and you know 50 over World Cups so it doesn't really feel right to think that New Zealand Australia it's the fifth rank versus sixth rank and you've got us by a nose I think so we're just all hoping that the rain stays away and we get a, a really good contest between two brilliant cricketing teams. What's your your guys' views in in the sporting media landscape of the New Zealand cricket team? Like the, the observation, and some people might say the criticism, is that since Brendan McCullum has left, we've lost that sort of real bolshy, competitive... Um, we haven't quite got that combative mindset that you need to take into T20 cricket. How do you view the Black Caps? Well, I think they're a wonderful team, really. They're super talented. And for you know, a country of your size, you punch well and truly above your weight, really, when you mix it with the best teams in the world. As I said, you you know, 50-over World Cup and, and the T20 World Cup previously in the final just going down to Australia. So, look, I think you're well led by Kane Williamson. You, you know, Lockie Ferguson's fast. Trent Bolt's been there for you know, near on 12 years, it feels, 15 years. And then you know, some really good next-generation type of players, too. I like Daryl Mitchell. I played a bit of cricket with him at the Scarborough Cricket Club in Perth. He's clearly adapted to international cricket and you know, some of the older hands with Marty Guptill and Nisham too. I, I think you're a really well-rounded side and on your day, I think you'd be very, very brave to underestimate what a New Zealand cricket team can do because we've seen, you know, maybe not in Australia, but uh, if you if you do take your foot off the pedal against the Kiwis anywhere around the world, you can get a little bit of a bite on the backside. The thing that scares us about Australia is you just look at the lineup and the names that jump off the paper at me is like Hazelwood, Stark, Warner, Maxwell. You've got so many guys that can win their, the game on their own, and we've probably got one or two, but you guys seem to have five or six. But you've been mixing your form, the Aussies. You've been uh, uh, like a whole heap of selections, almost trying to find 
the right combination. And it's almost like the World Cup's um, come too quick because there's not settled selections, is there? Well, I think Andrew McDonald, the coach, is pretty settled on what the 11 looks like. But I tend to agree with you. Australia, over the course of the journey, has used the T20 format to blood players, which I just don't think is the right way to go about it. You've seen players at international cricket earn their positions. And the times that our respective cricketing nations have done really well is when it is settled. And you tend to think of you know, the year of early 2000s, especially in Australian cricket, where the same players who played the test also played in the shortest format. You know, when you think of Warren, McGrath, Lee, Gillespie, those sorts of guys, and Mark War, that Gilchrist, they're all sort of settled in that side. So I think looking at Australia now, they look like they're relatively settled. But the warm-up games certainly were about uncovering, you know, who might be next should Australia need a bit of depth. I do like the fact that we're going to roll in. Even Cam Green's come into the squad for Josh Inglis, who injured his hand while playing golf, a club broke in his hand and cut his, uh, cut his finger. So, yeah, ridiculously unfortunate. But even Cam Green, who's been brilliant in test cricket, he's going to be running drinks. I think Australia needs to be settled and they need to look to their leaders. Unfortunately, Aaron Finch has been under a heap of pressure leading into this tournament. Uh, but they'll certainly have to stand up when the whips get cracking later in the tournament. And, of course, this game one is in Sydney. Is it still the case, like, historically, you go to Sydney um, and it takes spin? Is, is that is that in, uh, uh, a modem of yesteryear, or is it is it still the case? Because I'm looking at our side, Sodi, Mitch Santner, Mark Chapman, both spin, uh, Michael Bracewell, the new edition spin. So we've got four spinners. Do you, do you go in with a couple at Sydney? Yeah, I think you play Santner. Well, Santner's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, he's, he lands on a 10-cent coin every time, and Sodi's just a point of difference. He's been around for a long time. And as a leggy, I, I think guys like Mitchell will be effective in that format too at, at the SCG, guys that can sort of bash the wicket at 120-odd Ks. You have your field out and get guys sort of building a bit of pressure. Those, ten, those venues, it tends to be you prefer a bit more speed because the wicket isn't as fast. When you do get a bit of pace, it's a little easier to bat. So... I'd say, you know, guys that are at the top of the order would enjoy facing, you know, Bolt, Ferguson, and then might find it a little bit tougher going against your sort of slower bowlers and guys that can extract a little bit out of the wicket. I mean, having said that, our bowling attack's almost set up the other way around, isn't it? With Mm. Hazelwood, the number one bowler in T20 cricket in the world, he can go the journey at times, and then you've got some super speed from Pat Cummins and Mitch Stark. So, you know, I'd like to see, uh, you know, perhaps for New Zealand especially, I think Santner will be crucial for the duration of this tournament. Who's your key guy for Australia? For not just this game, but but your tournament. Who, who's who's the guy that will hold it all together? Uh, two guys, Dave Warner and Mitch Marsh for me. Warner at the top of the order sets the tone. Finch has been in some up and down form as we touched on. I mean, in my opinion, he's sort of slightly lucky to, to still go as long as he has. He's retired from one-day cricket. He's been an unbelievable servant for Australia. Tremendous career, uh, but obviously wanted to see out this World Cup. So Dave Warner opening the batting, and then Mitch Marsh is coming at number three. And on his day, he is as clean a hitter of the ball that exists in world cricket. So I think if you start to rattle the cage of those guys, then you get into sort of Maxwell, Stoinis, guys that can finish in innings. Uh, I think if you, you can break through those two particularly at the top of Australia's order, then that could leave us a little vulnerable as we get deeper. And is it confirmed that Steve Smith is out of the first match? Is he injured? Is it form? Um, where's he at? No, he's just not in the 11. He's in the squad, but he's unlikely to play, I think, given the nature of 
players in that lineup when you think about, you know, sort of, again, Maxwell Stoinis and then Matt Wade has had a, a brilliant resurgence in mm. international cricket. I think that's the 11 that they'll go with. And perhaps, you know, Cummins has got a bit to offer with the bat down the order. He'll be sort of bat eight. Mitch Stark's dangerous too. But, I mean, if we're, we're relying on these guys to get us home, then we're in a bit of strife, aren't we? So, no, it's um, yeah, a unique situation where one of the best players world cricket's seen find himself out of the side and running drinks. But no, he's um, well certainly unlikely to play in in the first match, and you think probably only gets a crack if there's an injury to someone at the top of the order. Um, just looking at a couple of the other teams, I want to talk to you about England and India. Uh, the England side uh, captained by Josh Butler, of course, the Kiwi there, Ben Stokes, uh, David Milan, who can rip an attack apart. Are they going to threaten? England? Oh, without question. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I think the current 50-over World Cup holders, you know, Butler's brilliant. I mean, they'll, they'll miss Bearstow. They'll miss Bearstow a little bit. He's a dasher. And, um, but no, Stokes is probably the best all-rounder on the planet, isn't he? And then, I mean, you look at the rest of that group, Afghanistan, Rashid Khan, uh, Sri Lanka will sneak in. There, there are challenges all around for Australia and New Zealand to get out of this group and, and proceed further in the tournament. But yeah, I think England, certainly New Zealand, and then, well, India. As soon as they get rolling, they're incredibly hard to stop. Yeah, and I'm just looking at Rohit Sharma, um, Kale Rahul, uh, Virat Kohli, but no Jasper Bumrah. He's been so good for them for so long. Um, maybe good in the batting, not so in the bowling? Well, the nature of T20, I suppose, I mean, you lose Bumrah and it, it changes the complexion of your attack, but I suppose if you're batting first against India, you still need to take on the guys that are there to score runs. So it tends to be a successful chasers game, of which Coley is just you know, probably without peer in world cricket, isn't he, in terms of tracking down a total after a couple of lean years. Sharma's brilliant too. I mean, I, I would say Umrah does sort of change things a little bit at the death for India, but I think T20 cricket, you can sort of cover for a faster bowler more than you can cover for your best batsman. So... Yeah, time will tell with India, and I mean we're looking forward to seeing the spin whiz of Rashid Khan and Afghanistan come to Adelaide. Won't that be a sight? The homegrown, the homegrown Adelaide striker who knows this place very well, um, one of the best spin bowlers in the land and in the world. He's going to be a sight to see too. And if I was to say to you, I'd shout you a meal and beverages of your choice at any restaurant at all in Australia, if you could correctly predict the two finalists in the T20 World Cup, which two would you go for? I am going to go for England and India, just because it would be far too parochial to say Australia. Of course, I think Australia wins it <laughs> as the current holders. I think they'll fly in. They, uh, they'll be largely untroubled. But I'll, I'll go... Maybe I'll go... Actually, no, I'll go Australia and England. There you go. We'll have a couple of beers. Beautiful. Theo, always appreciate chatting to you. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. Theo Doropoulos, wonderful man. Good to have his perspective. And just their the, the perspectives. I almost feel like New Zealand's harshest critics are New Zealand. Um, you're quite effusive in his praise of New Zealand. We have fashioned together a pretty good a pretty good record in recent times, haven't we? And once you have a have some brilliance and make World Cup finals and become World Test Championships, if you dip a little bit, uh, we can be probably a little bit too harsh on them. Just a bit too harsh. And uh, I'm 
thoroughly looking forward to it. We will have ball-by-ball action tomorrow. Daniel McCarty, Grant Elliott will be part of the commentary team bringing you together. If it gets underway um, between Australia and New Zealand, it's out of Sydney. A massive storm is on its way. Thunder, lightning, a ton of rain. And boy, haven't Aussie been hit by rain this year. My God. So if it, I think five overs a match constitutes a game, in the Cricket World Cup, if they can't get that done tomorrow, the reserve day will be Sunday. And if if that's the case, we'll take that as well. Actually, someone texted them before. Kiwis are a great chance if it's a five-over match. <laughs> the shorter it gets, the bigger a lottery it is. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.